the 164th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm good. So, Roger, uh, we had some interesting news come out of the Altice earnings recently. Do you want to tell us about it? Well, one of the really interesting things is that they said that 60% of their free customers converted to paying. Now, that's a really low sample size, right? Yeah. Uh, But still, they didn't have that many. But that's a really interesting figure because both Comcast and Charter are doing a lot of, you know, these free trials right now with like Spectrum One and the equivalent at Comcast. Well, and adding a lot more subscribers and in, 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 in both of those cases than, than Altice, right? So, yeah. you know, the, the implication here is that, you know, if if 60% of folks at Altice are sticking around when, when they the, the free period for their mobile service expires, we might see similar figures for Charter and Comcast, which which would be big. And that's coming up right now, right? It's like that first year for the for the Comcast and Charter customers are coming up. Uh, the Comcast ones have like up to two years, right? And when you look at it, T-Mobile has been deriding them a lot on free lines, which is kind of funny because T-Mobile gives out a ton of free lines too, right? Calling Kettle Black. Then their free lines don't expire. There's a whole... Uh, yeah, I w- would encourage our our listeners to read the Reddit T-Mobile subforums for the sport that exists to add as many free lines to T-Mobile accounts as possible. You know, what is it, 12, 15 that some people yeah, have? Yeah, there are people on there that have like 15 free lines. It's pretty funny. There's a one-line price, a two-line price, a three-line price, and a four-line price. And, and, the, and the three and the four-line price are the same, right? So... But anyway, let, let's not hark here too much on, on T-Mobile. We can do that another day. But, you know, with Charter racking up like these huge numbers, like 600,000 plus net ads, right? 60% of that is still like 360, 400,000 a quarter. And that's still more than AT&T. Well, what's interesting too is you know the, both both Charter and Comcast don't report churn, right? And so you know if they were reporting churn, then you could potentially kind of back in on on what is the gross ad and nets and things like that. Uh, but this gives us a potential view viewpoint into where things might go as some of those free plans age into pay plans. Well, when I when I look at at both Comcast and Charter, I I view them as either based on their on their mix, right? And what we see from our survey of where their customers come from, my guess is that their churn rate is either that of a, a, a really, really good prepaid provider or a really, really bad postpaid provider, right? Somewhere in between. Because their, their customer base is somewhere in between. A leopard doesn't change its spots, right? <laughs> So, you know, if they can keep 60% of their customers, that's a huge win for them. 
Well, 60% of their customers, but they've got to keep and keep on going out and getting, getting more subs too. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, both Comcast and charter don't necessarily have a national footprint in terms of their MSO business. Right. And so, you know, we're talking 30, 40% coverage. Well, but they, they both are like at what? 36, 30, 38% of the country each. I think, you know, when when I look at at them, like an, a natural saturation for them is like a quarter to a third of their broadband customers can get wireless. That should be very very achievable for them. Simply knowing how much, and again, we get that from our survey, right? How many of Verizon Fios customers have Verizon Wireless and a little bit more trailing, how many AT&T fiber customers have AT&T mobility, right? So those numbers are, I think, very achievable. It gives them still quite a bit of run rate. Yep. Well, I think, you know, the bundles are alive and well, right? Particularly yes. when a portion of that bundle is, is heavily discounted, like... Or free, uh, right? Or free, right? Have very heavily, right? Discounted, like uh, like wireless service through the MSOs. Yeah, and, and, and they needed to inoculate their base against FWA. Right. Well, I mean, I think one of the things that we've seen with FWA is the bundle is alive and well there, too, right? So there's very much kind of an affinity selling going on there where... You know, we see that 70, 80% of folks who have FWA also have mobile service from the same provider. And it's really fascinating to see this asymmetric combat of where one attacks the other with their relatively strength slash weakness. And the weaknesses that we, the, the things that people thought were weaknesses are strength and vice versa. It's absolutely fascinating. Well, and FWA and, and cable are on a collision course as well. A wireless provider selling discounted broadband, right? And, a, and then a, a cable from a broadband provider selling discounted and or free wireless, right? Yeah, and both like it or not like it, right? And it, it's very interesting. And, you know, especially how this plays out then further with more spectrum coming online with AT&T rolling out into more locations. They just announced another 13 locations in 13 cities. They now have locations in 33 cities. It should be interesting, right? You know, the 25,000 that they reported last quarter was only like a start, right? And it was like dipping the toe in the water and in like heavy charter markets like LA or in in the home market Philadelphia for Comcast. It's like poking people in their eyes, right? <laughs> I think I think it'll be interesting. I mean I, you know I, we we've said this before. FWA gets incredibly high scores from a satisfaction perspective. You and I both believe that there's some degree of survivor bias there. If it doesn't work, you just take it back. But the fact remains that, you know, those are happy customers and, and both Verizon and T-Mobile are, as far as we can tell, ahead tracking ahead of what their stated goals for FWA are. And we would expect that AT&T would, would be on a similar trajectory. 
based on what we know with it, with the product and, and satisfaction that we see so far. But yeah, I think T-Mobile and Verizon will hit their goals before what they announced that they would plan to hit it. Well, it's T-Mobile. They're going to beat and raise, right? They're always beat and raise, you know, stand back and roll over, right? <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, of, of rolling over, not rolling over, but, but, you know, stepping up, the other piece of news that we have is that Verizon now has a permanent CFO. That's the same person who was the interim CFO, but Tony Skiatis, uh, who's been filling in for the last four to five months, is now the official CFO at Verizon. So congratulations to Tony. Yeah, and, and, and well-deserved. I was wondering when that happened, why are you setting an, a guy up not to be a respected, who is a respectable guy, right? You, when somebody comes in, you want to give them all the support. And not like, and that doesn't this like, oh yeah, this is Tony. He's he's going to stick around for a while, and then we have another guy, right? That's not fair. So I'm very very happy that Tony got the official shoulder pad and like other boy, and you know you're our guy. He has done a fantastic job in that time, and you want that. All right, Roger. Well, that's all we have time for this week. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. We'll talk next week. Okay, bye-bye.